what's coming up on today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, from my daily devotions, become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but they promote light. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, in regards to the government and the media, they promote darkness. And if you're thinking I'm kidding, just the response to this shooting that took place yesterday absolutely demonstrates these people are completely disconnected from God. Period. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because together we seek the light, and that's Jesus. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400,000 milliseconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. That thingy right there, like... Are we letting our light shine, and are we letting our light shine everywhere but on the freeway? That's the question. I'm just asking. Don't get mad. Here's the bottom line. You can reach out to us. You can call us, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call, not, you look how I do that three times. There's no way people can miss the phone number at that point, right? Pretty good. Okay. 972-445-0770. When you do that, you get to talk to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite. All right, talking to Dynamite D, that is like talking to a fellow soldier in the kingdom of Yeshua Hamashiach. Just deal with it. He's a soldier along with you. And when you talk to him on the phone, you're talking to a co-laborer, a co-soldier. Isn't that cool? Wow, that's a great one. That's a nice one Don't right there. Don't trust me for that one. Okay, I want about, I want, I want about 350 Okay. Uh, you can also text us. A lot of people don't know what that reference is. It's a pretty funny one. 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Get ready. Two one four, two one zero, eight four, eight three. You can also send an email, David at he must That's David at he must D A V I D, David at he must We're also going to send you up to the website. Let me tell you a couple things up there on the website. First of all, on the website is an opportunity to give either directly 
through the website, which is 100% safe, or gives you instructions on how to give by check or credit card. Everything will be safe. You get a receipt at the end of the year. Nothing big, no big deal. You're not getting a Mercedes from us, and you're not getting a cupcake. I want to give you a cupcake, but I just can't do it. I just can't send them in the mail. Besides, with me being on the diet, I can't be looking at cupcakes every three seconds. You know? Too tempting. I mean, it's just way too much. Uh, the other thing is to be aware is that you can also go on the website, and there's a place to uh, make a comment and so on. Uh, that's a great place if you've got a question. You're like, you know, I don't quite get this about this or this. I might not have the best answer. I'll do my best to give it to you. And if I can't give you the right answer, I can certainly send you to the right place. Of course, the right place is always being sent to the Lord uh, in seeking and in prayer and seeking wisdom. But check out the website, hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. <laughs> okay, here it is. Clue number nine. You ready? Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Now, the first eight clues are on the website. You go to the website, hemusincrease.org. You go to where it says ministry. There's a sermons button. You click on that. Go all the way bottom. The eight clues on there. Here's clue number nine, the angels singing. The angels. Okay, I'm making it a little more spiritual. The angels singing. I still think my favorite one is I slipped on the ice. The angels singing. That is clue number nine. At this point, if you don't know what's going on, it's probably late. <laughs> it's probably late in the game. But we are giving away two study Bibles if you get all ten correct, being the first person uh, to either text, call, or uh, email in. So you have that opportunity all the way across the board. I do want to uh, remind you about two very important things. Be praying for the audience, which is a very important part of what we do. It, it is not enough for me to just encourage you. It's really behooves me to really stress and lay it out there before you that the people that you listen to and the people that are listening with you, we are all the people of God seeking to walk closer hand-in-hand with our Lord Jesus Christ, trying to honor the Father, trying to be sensitive and obedient to the Holy Spirit in everything we're doing. We don't do it perfectly. We recognize that. We're thankful for grace. We're thankful for mercy because these are things that keep us going. We're Christians. We're not perfect, but we do love the Lord, and we're trying to do it right, praying for one another because one another, when, especially when David said in Psalm 119, verse 63, I am a companion to all them that fear you, Praying for one another is a way to bring about the fulfillment of the law of Christ, which is to carry, bear each other's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ, according to Galatians. So I want us to be doing that. Plus, I always do this at least once a week. Please be praying for Don, who owns the station. And uh, I don't think it's easy to own this station, let alone to own other stations, let alone to be in charge of other stations. I wouldn't do it. Especially in this day and age. Yeah, I would never do it. I just wouldn't do it. It's just not, no. I would be so out of control. That would be the Holy Spirit. It would have to be a miracle for me to ever get into anything like that because it's just like, no. Then you got to pray for Jennifer because here she's making sure everything floats, everything goes about. And, and, and believe me, there's multiple challenges that take place here on a regular basis. Even if they're chopping up sewer lines in another place, it can affect in here. I don't know if you know that or not. And then don't forget about Dynamite D who helps us roll. I mean, that's an important part of it. So we want you to be praying for him. So pray for Don, 
Jennifer and D, as well as the audience. Okay? All right. I guess I'm rolling. Not bad. Not yeah. bad. All right. All right. Here we go. Ready? All right. Here we go. This is so good. We are in Matthew. We are at the end of chapter 9, basically. Or not quite the end, but almost the end. But this is just phenomenal. We are in Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. After This is after Jesus left the girl's house. Remember the last time we talked about this, Jesus told the people, get out. <laughs> We're being really nice about it. All right, verse 27. After Jesus left the girl's home, two blind men followed along behind him, shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. They, they went right into the house where he was staying and asked them, do you believe that I, I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him, we do. And he touched their eyes. Now, let's just stop right there for a second, so I want you to just back it up. Because remember, you can go through this way too fast. That's not the way to do the Bible. Take your time. Take a deep breath. <clears throat> Here we go. Jesus left the girl's home. There's two blind men following. I've said this so many times. How did they follow Jesus? <laughs> They're blind. They had to do it by hearing. They couldn't follow him any other way. They couldn't see him. They're blind. That's the first thing. And so these two blind men, they're following along behind him. What are they shouting? Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David is a messianic title. They're giving Jesus the you are the Messiah title. They're looking for hope, people. These are blind men who are looking for hope. And they know it doesn't matter what the world says, doesn't matter what anybody else says in the universe, Jesus is the hope. All right. Now here's going to dash a few people, but you have to really catch what I'm going to say here real quickly. Okay. Verse 28, they went right into the house where he was staying. Okay, even the NIV should say something close to that, you know, along those lines, that they went to the house where he was staying, that he was at the house he was at, whatever the case may be. So when it says that Jesus didn't have a place to lay his head, the problem with that is that people miss where he was. He was going to the other side of, a, of, a, of the lake to a city he had never been to, and he said, uh, the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. That doesn't mean he didn't have a house anywhere ever to go. That's just silly. Okay? They had a minimum, they had Peter's house. We know that because he healed Peter's mother-in-law. So I'm just saying— it's, it's sometimes people make it greater than it is. Like, that's not what's going on. They went into the house, and then Jesus asked them this question. Do you believe? Now, now, now I want you to think this through. It's one of the most profound teachings regarding faith. So two blind, blind men follow Jesus. Question, how did they follow him? They were blind. So the answer is they heard and felt their way towards him. Some people can't see Jesus, but they can feel their way towards him and hear. And immediately recognizing Jesus as the Messiah by calling him the son of David, a term reserved for the Messiah, they recognized that in their situation, the only resolution was mercy. So Jesus poses a question. Do you believe that I can do this? Do you believe that I can make you see? What's important about this question is every time we petition the Lord, we need to answer this before we ask. Now, you guys have got, I mean, you just have to, we're not there, but if you can just kind of put yourself there as a, as a bystander, and there's these two blind men, and it's, it's quite the journey to follow Jesus if you're blind in the crowd. So they follow him into the house. They're pretty committed to this. And then Jesus just puts it right up in front of them. Do you believe I can make you see? So when you pray, here, here, this is a this is a great question. Okay. 
do you believe that Jesus can answer your prayers? Do you believe that God can go, yes, and it will happen? Do you believe that? Do you have faith? Remember, we talk on Fridays, we talk about faith because we're in the Hall of Fame of Faith. Do you have faith that when you pray, the answer is yes? Or are you just praying out of a sense of religious obligation? That's, ooh, ouch, right? Well, I'm praying because I'm supposed to, yeah? That's really not the way to go about this. The way to go about this is do you believe that he can do it? That's the way to go about it. I want you to see something that's amazing. There's no hesitation on their part. There's nothing. You know what they said? Yes. And the, the truth is when you're desperate enough sometimes, you just have to be willing to be the, the biggest risk of your life and say and step up. Remember we talk about the boat all the time because the boat's such a great example. Peter's in the boat and Jesus is on the water. He's got to put his leg over that boat. He's got to put his leg over the side. He doesn't jump out by a pogo stick. You got to take your foot, your leg, and put it over the side of the boat. And answer the question while you're doing it. Do you believe that Jesus can do it? Yes. I believe. That's faith in action. What a lot of Christians have is faith in in obligation or in ceremony. Faith in ceremonies. It's like you have to actually believe that God listens and answers. 11.6 in Hebrews, it's impossible to please God. For those who come to God must believe that he is and a rewarder of those who seek him. Got to believe that. Do you believe I can do this? That's the question Jesus asks. We'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. 
It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media, and on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section, and it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. We happen to be people who are able to, you know, go with the Lord while the flow is going, while the river is going, while the joy is going, and then something comes in the way like a pebble, <laughs> like a pebble, and then we trip and we're like, ay, 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 and we don't know what we're doing. Here's the key. You're never going to be good enough. You're never going to be this superhuman beyond capacity exactly like Jesus in everything you say or do in each moment. That's not happening. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our first trivia question. What musical instrument did David play? What musical instrument did David play? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. Also, you can text 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So somebody's calling in, so we'll grab that. And give them a chance. It's a pretty straightforward question. Uh, what musical instrument did David play? That's the question. It's a good one. Straightforward. All right. We ready? Have somebody answer the true question? Let's do it. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. How are you feeling today? Well, okay, I guess. Okay. Well, I want to pray over you because I have to be praying for the audience i got to pray for NOLA, and I'd like to pray with you involved in that as well. So okay. If, if that's okay with you. But let's get to this first. Uh, what musical instrument did David play? I believe he played the harp. That is correct, Amundo. I would have Lear would have been good. Al said a really big guitar, a guitar, but really expanded guitar. So I know what he was trying to say. <laughs> That's a good one, too. That's right. He played the harp. That's what it did. Just uh, sometimes you hear it. It's like very angelic in the way it sounds. Uh, I think he was probably a little more, I don't know, uh, spiritual oriented because all, you look at all his songs in the Psalms and they're very, very, very in depth. So I think it's pretty cool. Uh, let me pray for you, brother. I just want to pray okay. for you and over Nola and a few other people, so let's do it. Father, we come before you right now. Thank you and praise you for our dear brother Gary. We just pray your blessing in his life. 
But Lord, he needs healing. And there's a lot of things he's asking for, but healing is the one that he needs. And so we're asking that you would bring about that healing into his life and that he would not only think and know, but experience the power that comes from heaven in his body. We are praying for Nola, who's one of our favorite people. We're praying for her, this little girl going through so much. We pray that you would pour your blessing into her body and bring healing into her body. We're asking you for all of the people, for Rosalind and, Lord God, for for Ace and for Mary and for all the people that are hurting, that are struggling, that have difficulties right now. We ask you to bring your healing balm into their lives, that they can find the freedom that comes through the redemption of Jesus Christ and have it manifest now and not just later. We ask you to bless them with your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, and I'll continue to pray for all of you. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Thank you. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Excellent start. Excellent way it's rolling. I was telling uh, my my very, very, my friend, Dynamite D, I, I have a real little depression thing going on. I have found out that my aftershave has an after odor, and it ain't great. Yeah, not Turkey Dave. It's not, it's not bad. Number one, not too many people in the studio. <laughs> Number two. Three or two, yeah. when you go to the gym, just work out by yourself. Yeah, I got to work out by myself today. <laughs> Way far away. All right, let's do our DNA. Uh, D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Every day, spend some time with the guy that is in the sky. Spend some time with the guy that's in the sky. Just that simple. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. If you're ashamed of me or my words, Jesus said, I'll be ashamed of you when I come. Here's the problem. There's so many people in the media and in the government and in social media that are ashamed of Jesus' words. And Jesus is going to be ashamed of them when he comes. That's the fact. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. OPM, other people matter, not just your radar, which is important but also other people's radar, which is also important. Make sure to care and carry for other people. All right? All right. I want to go back to this text because this next thing is a, a mind blower. I just think it's great. So let's go back up to verse 27. After Jesus left the girl's house, two blind men followed about along behind him, shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. They went right into the house where he was staying. Jesus asked them, Do you believe that I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him, we do. Good answer. Verse 29, then he touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. And suddenly they could see. And Jesus sternly warned them, don't tell anyone about this. But instead they spread, they spread his, you know, activity all over. All right, I just want to stop right there. I didn't finish the last little part. They spread it to all over the region. Okay. I want you to catch what Jesus says. He teaches a principle, okay? Is it an absolute principle that never fails? It's not like that. Here's what Jesus is trying to communicate. Your faith will bring about a lot of activity. In some prayers, it's the faith of the person. 
In some prayers, it's the faith of the friends with the person. Remember the guy who was brought in by the four guys. So in some in some prayers, it's the faith of the prayer. In some prayers, it's the faith of everybody. In some prayers, it's the faith of the whole congregation. In some prayers, it's the faith of the elder. In some prayers, it's the faith of this person and that person. There's a lot of faith activity going on. So instead of everybody trying to label blame, which is the height of immaturity, we should just recognize the principle and go forward and, and seek to honor the Lord with our faith, which pleases him. And Jesus said this amazing thing. He said, okay, according to your faith, based on your faith, it's going to happen. Jesus, he's giving a key that the faith teaching on faith teaching that people should focus in on. They shouldn't go and, and make this the entire walk, but you got to make it a part of your walk, okay? Because faith is, you get the shield of faith that protects us, but because of your faith, it will happen. I want you to notice one thing. He didn't say because of your positive faith, it would happen. He just says because of your faith, it's going to happen. And sometimes believers misquote, uh, they often misquote this, you know, the following things, and they miss that if people have continual faith for crummy things, you know what they get? Crummy things. Because it's the same faith. According to your faith, so be it. Okay, well, everything's terrible for me, and I'm just going to take my head and put it in a pencil sharpener. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't. He says, okay, well, because of your faith, it's going to happen. Go. Go with it. See what happens. And what I'm trying to say, I'm not trying to guilt anybody. I'm trying to just show you. You can't just, you, you can't. You can't do these in absolutes because the faith is a process where you grow in the Lord, you grow in faith. Even the disciples said, you know, they wanted to have more faith. Here's the idea behind this. Believers miss, miss, uh, miss quite often that the followers uh, of Jesus, they have faith for crummy things, and they keep getting crummy things because they believe that's what they're going to get. Well, you get what you believe. Okay. Don't extreme out in this. Just follow the principle. Stop believing that every time something good happens, the other shoe is going to drop and it's going to turn into a disaster. Stop believing the, the, the contrary. So the scripture says in Proverbs 10, the, the, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. So then the Lord blesses you and then you go, yeah, but what's coming around the corner? Well, I don't know. What did your faith just communicate coming around the corner? Because it doesn't sound good to me. That's all I'm saying. And, and again, I, I, I stand firm against people extreming in this. Just don't do that. It's a, it's a principle Jesus is trying to teach. These guys had absolute faith that Jesus can, could do what he said he, he could do or that he believed that Jesus could heal them, and he, they were healed. According to your faith, rock on. Yay! Isn't that just the greatest? It's so great. Beautiful. I, I mean, it's just amazing, <laughs> right? All right, we'll take our break, and then we'll start for the next— Oh, the next hour is unbelievable. You're listening to the David Smoot Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. There is this pursuit in people to find happiness, and we've just been revving up and going through the one person who had the capacity, who had the resources to do whatever he wanted to do in order to find happiness. We find out that as Solomon, who writes the book of Ecclesiastes, tells us, he tells us all these different things that he tries. What he's seeking to do is find what is uh, something that drives men, what is something 
something that drives women? What is something that drives children, people, humanity to just keep going when everything seems vain and everything, everything seems meaningless or everything seems frustrating? And so he goes through, because his resources are unlimited, if you'll keep that in mind, he goes through a whole litany of things. He goes through searching in through knowledge and wisdom. Talks about that in Ecclesiastes 1, 12 through 14. Finds out that's not the answer. He does it in partying and drinking wine. I lived in Temecula, it's wine country, part of wine country in California. Solomon had more wine than these people could ever dream of. He talks about that in Ecclesiastes 2, 1 through 3. He talks about building a house, personal accomplishments, doing a garden. He had artistic works involved. Everything you can imagine Solomon was doing. I mean, he was doing it all. He's creating gardens. He had amassed a ton of wealth. He had high levels of entertainment. He had male and female singers. The guy had more sex than any person could ever even imagine. And he had superiority and control. And he gets to Ecclesiastes 2. And when he gets to Ecclesiastes 2, 10, and 11, he says, When I surveyed all that my hands had done and had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. He could not reach the level of satisfaction that he was searching for. That was his conclusion. He poured resources, he did this, did a lot of stuff. So he gives two hints, two declarations, I should say, not really hints, to help us understand what is the answer to pursuing happiness. Ready? Here it is. This is I, I'm telling you, this is the biblical answer. There's no other. Here it is. Ecclesiastes 2, 24 through 26a. A person can do nothing better than to eat, drink, and find satisfaction in their toil. This too, I see, is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the person who pleases God, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. The answer, Solomon said, is God has to give it. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 12 through 13. I know there's nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in their toil. This is a gift from God. 770 KAAM Garland Dallas Fort Worth.